Well, hey there, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. I am meteorologist Dave Turley. I am joined, as always, by meteorologist Andrew Gordon. Andrew, how are you today on this fine Friday? Good. You know, the heat is kind of wears you down a little bit when you're not used to it. Yesterday on a Thursday, walk outside in the, the middle of the night and it just kind of hits you in the face. But, you know, <laughs> we, uh, we are not going to be dealing with this pattern here or all that much longer, even though we do have some warm temperatures still to come. Yeah, we're talking about the uh, temperatures, and we're recording this. Today is uh, Friday, May 20th, and we are seeing some hot temperatures. I don't want to say it's a heat wave, but it's Um, our hottest stretch of weather we've seen Mm. yet this year. Uh, When we had a high of 96 degrees for Thursday, May 19th. Now, that 96 degrees is a pretty interesting number because... Two things. It's not only the warmest temperature we've been this year so far, breaking the old uh, record, I didn't say record, the old high for 2022 so far of, of 93 degrees, but it's the highs the hottest we've been all of last year for 2021. And uh, the highest we've been was 96 degrees last year. So it's yeah. been a while since you we've know, seen it, And that's something you expect more so in maybe August versus uh, something you'd have in May, but I remember the the warmest time it's been since I've even been here was that Memorial Day stretch where we hit over a hundred or at least a hundred for three days in a row or four, and and we almost broke the consecutive record of days that Savannah reached the triple digits. Yes, consecutively, of course, and 2019 we just missed it because it got to 99. And I've brought that one up before, but it, it's kind of weird. You think like the warmest time of the year would be the middle or the end of summer. But the hottest temperatures sometimes happen different times of the year, such as May. Yeah. So even though a lot of people think uh, summer officially begins with the summer solstice in June, when you're in the southern hemisphere, southern hemisphere, southern latitudes where we are right now of the northern hemisphere, we are closer to the equator. We warm up first before a lot of the northern latitudes do, a lot of the northern parts of the United States. So we can easily see these temperatures into the 90s and 100s here as we get into especially more the end of May. And that stretch you're talking about was 2019. uh, From May 25th, we started out at 100 degrees. We were 100 for four straight days, 100 or better, hit 102 on the 26th. But uh, the 29th, we hit 99, and the 30th, we hit 99. So basically six straight days in a row, almost 100 degree heat. That's that is one of the only times I would probably use the descriptive word of oppressive for yes. that heat because I was outside. I went to a hunting island with my mom and dad that weekend, and my truck didn't have air conditioning, Ooh. and that was uh, a determining factor in me getting a different vehicle. Even though I still like, hang on to that more than I should, but uh, I'm pretty sure the heat index got close to 120 uh, just by the the formula itself. It was it was not fun. Yeah, and that's the one thing that we have going for us with the heat we saw yesterday and the heat we're seeing today when we could see some more mid-90s. I think our dew points are still into the mid, generally mid-60s for most locations in the afternoon. Right. A little higher in the morning, guys. We kind of mix out a little bit in the afternoon uh, right. hours. So that means our heat index, what it feels like out there, we're not going to see the 120-degree heat index. It's probably going to be in the upper 90s to about 100 degrees in many areas what it's going to feel like, which is hot, but not as hot as we typically get in the summertime yeah so we'll we'll take it this is more of a more or less a summer preview here for you know our thursday and today and it still will be above average for the next few days but then our pattern shifts a little bit we've got moisture already coming in from the south i was just looking at the satellite before the noon show and during the noon show and there's a lot of mid-level moisture coming in from florida so 
that means that there's kind of some available energy up above us. And then whenever you get convection in the afternoon, sea breeze, you have these different lifting mechanisms that peak in the middle of the afternoon, going to tap into that. So I, I think what we're going to see would be thunderstorms developing to our south, I-10, Jacksonville, that area, late this afternoon or the evening, then lift north into our area. And the reason why, you know, maybe on Fridays, some areas get rain, even if it's not your house specifically, but we need it. You know, Dave, we've been talking about the drought monitor, which is something when we have to talk about it, it's never a great thing because somebody's at a disadvantage. And and we've seen the severe drought now expand even more so than where it was last week by, I think, 3% in an area for a state of Georgia. But you think of how much is 3% of Georgia when you're looking at land. That's a lot more people being impacted and likely not going to see a big change as we head into next week. But the pattern shift of more moisture starting to stream over our area, good for the land, maybe bad for some plans, but it's a small price to pay. Yeah, you talk about that expanding. Last week, we had severe drought for basically just four counties. We had Chatham, Effingham, Jasper, and Buford. This week, it's kind of expanded to include those counties and now southern Bullock County, all of Bryan, all of Liberty, all of Long, and pretty much most of uh, McIntosh County as well. So it's expanded for a lot of our coastal areas. And we've been talking about the drought for um, quite some time because it's been building. And we've mm-hmm. been saying, okay, this is the good time to have the dry weather because it's not too hot. Well, now we're starting to see the drought conditions and those mid-90s. And this is when we start to get a little bit concerned. We need to start seeing some rain. And that weather pattern, as you said, is going to be changing a little bit. Yeah, you know, droughts don't come out of nowhere. They don't sneak up on you. They just, um, you know, patterns shift. And unfortunately, it just hasn't favored us so far this year. And Savannah, at the airport where our climate data is recorded, already at seven and a half inches below a typical year to this point. And that's a lot of rain to be in a deficit. Are we going to make all of that up this year? Probably not. You know, and you, you might end in a deficit, but you just hope that you don't add a lot more to it because there are worse stages of drought than what we're in now. And you just don't want to see that because you start, at least from experience, I can say growing up in Texas, whenever you get into worse drought conditions and when it gets hotter with that, when water evaporates quicker, you get into water restrictions. You have to, if you live in an even number address, you can water on these days and it has to be between these hours. And I would just hate to see that happen. And I don't see that happening now, but you're in that severe drought category where you're like, all right, well, you know, eventually if this doesn't improve, things are going to have to change because you can't just keep consuming things the way that, that you have been. Right. So we're hoping to get some more rain. Speaking of Texas, I'm just looking at the drought monitor right That's here. No good. Uh, East Texas is at least Northeast Texas. All right. But a lot of West Texas, yeah, they're worse than we are. Extreme to exceptional drought. Uh, yeah, not good for them. Yeah. So a lot of dry weather here across the southeast. And I, I think that's more typical of the La Nina pattern. We usually keep things pretty dry. And we've been into that La Nina pattern here, uh, which uh, corresponds to uh, the slightly uh, predicted above average hurricane season as they expect a little bit of a weak La Nina to continue at least to the beginning half of our hurricane season. So that could mean maybe some drier weather uh, for, for a lot of the Southeast here. We'll have to wait. And see. Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible, uh, you know, kind of discounting the afternoon sea breeze showers, which is what we're going to be counting on for the bulk of our moisture going forward for the next few months. And, and we know how hit and miss those are because you have a front that moves in. It's a, you know, a boundary in between the, the higher pressure in the ocean in the afternoon, the lower pressure on land, it pushes it inland. You have this little augmented front and then, it's not a straight line, a squall line of showers and storms, but 
on that boundary, you then get the convection, the updrafts that form on that. And every day, a different neighborhood gets rained on. And that's that's kind of luck of the draw, but that's what we have to count on. Yes. Unless we have a big system, we don't have fronts coming in here. Unless or have, tropical. Yeah, unless you have a low, and we'll take that. There are good things there that are come tropical, from yeah. tropical systems. And that's also like everybody just, their ears perk up when you bring up tropical systems. And they can be a nuisance, but I mean, if we got a weak depression and it got us a few inches of rain, I would take it. You know, not t- tomorrow, but it, we, we in the future could benefit from that. And we'll just be uh, clear on that. There are no tropical right. uh, storms expected anywhere in the Atlantic Basin in the next five days. But uh, again, some of those uh, uh, systems can be beneficial as long as they don't provide uh, the bad stuff that go along with it. No Certainly. excessive rainfall. That's where you get uh, the most deaths, uh, weather-related deaths in the country are always associated with flooding. So Yes. Yeah, and storm surge flooding, or whether it be the water actually coming down from the actual storm and causing a lot of the street flooding. So hopefully we'll get some rain showers coming up here. Our weather pattern is going to be changing. Got plans for the weekend coming up here? Got plans for the next week. Oh, yeah, you are on vacation. I, I forgot about that. We go hang out at the beach. Never been on a beach vacation before. You know, we live by one, but I've never gone to a beach house. So, you know, kind enough to be invited to go on that with uh, the girlfriend's family. I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. And um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I appreciate you guys for kind of working slightly different shifts. But I know you've got some some fun time coming up, too, at the, at the end of June, right? You've got some fun stuff planned. Yeah, I'm actually going back to New York uh, by myself for a little uh, vacation to see the parents. And then uh, hopefully the family's got a cruise coming up here. My daughter's graduating. So it's awesome. Uh, a little Very family time with that and might go on a little cruise this summer. Uh, but um yeah, so hopefully weather is cooperative. You never know when you get into the summertime. Yeah, one one more thing, though, because this isn't something we mentioned yet. The Saharan dust is coming here. Oh, yeah. I so that. that's going to be coming in uh, early next week, and it looks like uh, what what really what happens with that, I can explain this in less than a minute, is the same areas that we watch uh, from Western Africa there later in the season for these tropical waves to develop, and really all that is would be kind of a cluster of thunderstorms that moves offshore from the east to the west and then travels over the Atlantic, that same upper level wind pattern that carries those thunderstorms over the ocean that then could become tropical systems. Well, that air is always there moving above us and it also can stir up dust this time of the year. So that highway of air in the sky takes that dust, brings it over to us if that's where the pattern lies that day. And it does appear that it's going to kind of sneak over the Caribbean, southern Florida, into the Gulf of Mexico, and then back over here into the southeast. So what does that mean for us? Suppression of uh, tropical systems over the next week, very likely, even though we're not really in peak season yet uh, at all. But dry air is not a friend of developing systems. So that's always something that we cheer for. I'd always take Saharan dust. And a benefit of it, it makes your sunsets look really cool and sunrises Sunrises, for that matter. Because these little aerosols, as we call them, these little particles will kind of diffuse and diffract a little bit differently. So it gives you uh, more of that orangish, reddish glow. And you'll see pictures on social media that are very done up in Photoshop and whatever. It gives you the idea of it. But if you go out and look at it with your naked eye, you'll be able to tell that there's something different with it too. And it's always kind of cool to see. We don't always see it here, but when we do, it's noticeable. And let's just hope it's not too bad because I know some people with uh, allergies, asthma, and stuff like that could suffer from it. But something to look forward to. We're going to give you the latest on that. We'll talk more about that maybe coming up uh, in the following podcast when yeah. we have that. We'll have to wait and see when that is going to happen. But for now, I am meteorologist Dave Turley. 
for meteorologist Andrew Gordon. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. <laughs> 